0: this is you gotta watch this i'm your host aaron and with me is your host nick i'm nick there it is ah i shouldn't do that my baby's this, asleep in the next you room want. you gonna, do whatever you want oh wake. well no don't do that then. yeah yeah be quiet <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep um, that baby asleep <laughs> this is the podcast where we talk about the mcu uh, every new project that comes out um Nick uh, came to this totally new, fresh as a baby uh, like the baby sleeping in the other room yeah. the proverbial baby, yep. sleeping baby that I woke up and, uh-huh. and introduced to where, where, Marvel where, where? And just like Nick's the, about to do tonight and where, where, where <laughs> and that's what he was like, that's what he said wow, well, well, I don't want to watch these and I said, <laughs> what if there's a podcast and then Nick <laughs> said let's do it and so, I said, goo goo ga <laughs> so we watched them all And we talk about them right after they happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is episode number 27. I can't believe it. Wowee. This was supposed to be episode number 24, but uh, COVID happened. And this movie has been delayed like four times. And normally that would be a terrible sign. uh, But we know why. And just like every other movie in the world got delayed and pushed. And they wanted to wait till people could go back into theaters. But they ended up releasing it on Disney Plus as well. Uh, of course I'm talking about black widow black widow uh, black widow uh, let's get right into it Nick and Aaron's hot take hot, Nick what do you think about this hot movie? take hot take so <sighs> I'm gonna go on and let me say this was not your cup of tea it was okay it was it was fine it was
1: fun uh, there were some funny moments um you're right it just it wasn't quite my cup of tea and uh, I think maybe some specifics that we can get into as we start to unpack it. But I think, you know, this, we should have had a a movie. She should have had her own movie a long time ago, probably. And the fact that we're getting one after she's already been killed off in the main storyline. Eh, not so great. So, it also made a lot of that mean less. Because, like, any sort of character development that, like, we actually got... Uh, was sort of overshadowed by the lack thereof in the main... Uh, so I, I got some problems with it.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm on board. I I As a film itself, a standalone film, if you just looked at what it was... Yeah, it was uh, fine. It was I, a fun little romp, fine. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I think you're absolutely right. This movie should have come out in 2016. Um, yeah. It should have been a, a follow-up to Civil War. Um, yeah. To see what... Was going on. Um, there are reasons why that didn't happen, uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little later. But uh, that's definitely what it should have been, especially because it is time shifted back um, to do that. And I agree with you; it, it is it's tough to kind of reconcile, you know, what happens with this and why does it matter. Uh, and we'll talk about that too why why it might matter and, and what comes out of this. I think, uh, you know, this was obviously a Scarlett Johansson film, but I think there were some other characters that we will be seeing going forward yeah in the mcu
1: yeah um, they definitely set it up for florence Pugh's character to
0: yeah and and that is the big thing uh and we'll we'll dive right into it now we'll talk about it um i think if this did come out in 2016 we probably would not have got florence Pugh in it which would have been yeah. a crime yeah because in my opinion she's probably the best thing about this movie i'd agree uh, with that yeah um she is one of my favorites i love everything she's in Uh and uh i i am excited i'm really hoping that we will see um you know more of her in the mcu and i think we i think this this film kind of set her up as taking on the mantle of the black widow that's a huge thing and in all of comic books and, and especially marvel's definitely no stranger to it or the idea that the the name of the superhero is you know that's kind of like the institution it gets passed out from person to person as other uh-huh. people retire uh it obviously just happened with captain america uh we'll see it um, undoubtedly with iron man we'll see it uh with hawkeye we know we're going to see it with hawkeye uh-huh. um and I, I think we've seen it here with black widow this was kind of like passing the baton yeah um, to florence uh peel which is just a delight i, I think it's going to be the only thing it's going to be uh, we'll have to see what remains to be seen is if she's going to keep that Russian accent or if yeah. she'll be able to to drop it uh-huh. um,
1: i uh because I, that was one of the questions i I asked megan I, I and I will pose it to you do you think that those were like really great nuanced Russian accents that they spent a ton of time with like a Russian vo- vo- accent voice coach or do you think that us, our untrained American ears, can just talk like this and we think it sounds Russian.
0: I think Russian accents are the easiest to ape. I think they, you know, like it's it's shorthand for bad guy yep. in America yep. uh, mm-hmm. just because of the Cold War. And it's just one of those ones like you, you just did it. I think anybody could really do it. <laughs> I think it doesn't take... Uh, that much, I think it's. It, I, you know, we see them speak in English with Russian accents to each other. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, for you know, for our benefit, I I get it. They, they they did have some moments where they spoke Russian and we had subtitles, but I get it. They they didn't want to make those guys. I thought their Russian sounded convincing enough. I I don't speak Russian. Uh, so that's the thing. It, I I, it I wouldn't. Terrible. I wouldn't be able to tell
1: between a good and bad
0: Russian accent.
1: Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't think.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's that's one of the more notorious things when you have these actors who, you know, are... Well, the accent's one thing, but then speaking the language is the other. Of course, the native speakers are like, uh, it sounds like nonsense, yeah. but uh, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. can barely understand it. But it's it's good enough for American ear. Uh-huh. Um, I Speaking of that, though, and talking about that opening sequence uh, that took place in, in 1995... Um, where they are deep cover Soviet like sleeper agents, uh-huh. basically, uh, including the children. Um, I got major vibes of the Americans. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you've watched I that show. Didn't
1: watch it, but I'm familiar with the 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 plot and the concept.
0: Yeah, we uh, Man and I watched it last year uh, around the time this movie was supposed to come out. Just because we, I I kind of was sort of interested in it. Um, it was a, on my radar, something I wanted to watch, but. Um I I do like Cold War stuff. I like the idea of like hidden enemies and the idea that, you know, it's not like battlefields and guns and like, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, hold the line and all this stuff. It's more like, you know, espionage and assassinations mm-hmm. and, you know, like that that kind of manipulation and and uh maneuvering for ad- advantage. Yeah, um, sure. I, yeah. I I I love that. I love the idea of the how Americans have uh, and, and American culture has kind of made these these Russian agents to be like basically superhumans who could do anything, <laughs> perfectly imitate an American, uh-huh. and um, you know completely blend in, perfect, flawless American accents, yeah. um, but are still reporting back to uh, the Soviets. Um, so I I got super into the Americans, absolutely loved it. Of course, that that show takes place in the nineteen eighties, but you know the early nineties aesthetic is, is kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely had had those vibes where it's that all American family that's more than they seem. And I honestly could have done. I it made me want to not only watch that show again, but like see David Harbour do like a a reboot of <laughs> <laughs> the Americans, yeah. where he's not only a a uh, sleeper Soviet agent, but he's also like a super soldier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that would be so cool to watch. Uh, but I like that. I, I think some of the timeline stuff. I, I don't remember 1995 that well. Did would would children have had blue hair in 1995? Do you think? I feel like that would have been like kind of on the far end. Yeah, of, like, I don't. I don't know about that. I feel like that would have stood out pretty far if like your kid had blue hair. I
1: remember a friend. Of ours having temporary, like, it like sprayed in, like, basically yeah. just like a spray, and you would like could wash it out, yeah. like, literally the same day. Blue, yeah, hair. it was like six years later, yeah, it was like the late 90s, it was, yeah. or maybe even like 2000, yeah, yeah, 2001, yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think that was uh, that was the first thing I thought of too, was
0: like, that doesn't that's not right that helped me that that had i had a hard time placing it in time and i don't remember i actually saw this in the theater and it was one of those theaters where you you order food and they bring it to you and they brought our food a little late uh so i was eating and i didn't see if they had a um a title card to say what year it was at the beginning I th- um Ooh. you know i think they did i think they must have because so they had that sequence and the whole sequence i'm trying to figure out what year it is because i obviously <laughs> missed it and then there's a title card. This is 21 years later. <laughs> and it, it's taking place like right after the events of Civil War. And so <laughs> just, I'm doing just math really in my head. Math, yeah. And I lean over to Amanda in the theater and I say, that means the first sequence took place in 1995. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it must have been a title card. <laughs> That's great. But I was so proud of myself for doing that math so quickly. <laughs> you, you lean over like... <laughs> That must be Black Widow. <laughs> I did. I whispered much quieter than that. By the way, I just I realized that if I whispered as quiet as I did in the theater, the mic probably wouldn't pick it up. But, um, yeah, and that made me feel like okay, maybe so. But yeah, ni- nineteen ninety-five. But I guess it. They're they're kind of limited because of Scarlett Johansson's age. You know, she's mm-hmm. not that old and, mm-hmm. and stuff. But, but I did like that sequence and, and leaving them in the middle of the night because they've been made. Yeah, super, super Americans. Just very cool. Yeah. Um, but then there's a very like kind of disturbing sequence right after that, where of course they've got that the the thing with the uh, the creepy cover of a of a song, uh, and it smells like Teen Spirit. So um, I'll say, with all those sh- I did not care for that. <laughs> that took me, me out
1: of the scene. I was like, I'm like, you know, let's stop doing that. I I'm sick of
0: that. I really am. <laughs> So they, they did that and then it was the all the like imagery of not just the red room stuff but also like the kind of trafficking imagery which is super I was like yeah I remember thinking too like this is this is pretty dark.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, that, that stuff
0: for a Marvel yeah, film. The imagery
1: was 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 disturbing for sure.
0: Yeah. At least it wasn't um,
1: um mix, sweet dreams done creepily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um the the concept that because we knew we knew black widow had been trained by the red room and that you know we we found out about this stuff in age of ultron and and her past um we'd gotten kind of snippets of that um and the whole like the fact that they like sterilize you because they was all girls and they didn't want them to to get pregnant or anything like that it could compromise the mission um But, and we knew there were other, at least I knew there were other women there because that's what we saw in the flashbacks in Age of Ultron. But the idea that there's still like a team of widows operating in 2016 is kind of bananas, you know. Uh And I guess that's the point because, and the fact that they're all cult widows too is is the other thing that is, uh, is, is a... I keep trying to not say the word "interesting," but it's it's a it's an interesting touch because um, they're obviously all super young to be you know widows. I, it must it's more about the the Black Widow imagery where they're all yeah assassins right right. Um, but I, I do like that this kind of draws a line from her time with the Red Room and like we kind, it kind of fills in those gaps of what she was doing like how she went from being a Black Widow operative to. Being part of the Avengers, and we we get a sense of how um, she you know basically defected, right. and uh, um, the whole thing with um, Drakoff's daughter um, you know which becomes a major plot point in this film. By yeah. the way, uh, total spoilers for this movie if you haven't seen it yet, uh, I wouldn't recommend listening to this any any longer. Um, but the <clears throat> The Drakov's daughter thing, you know, where this is, you know, major trauma for her, where she was trying to kill the the head of the the Red Room, Drakov, um, and she made sure that his daughter was in the building because that was the only way he could, she could make sure that he was in the building, so uh-huh. she intentionally uh, killed this child um, in in the Avengers when she's interrogating Loki when Loki's in in, in a Hulk's chamber. And he mentions her past, her dark past, and he says, Can you clear away all that red in your ledger? And he says, Dracoff's daughter. And so huh. he actually like refers to this movie from like all the way back in twenty twelve. I didn't know. So that. they've definitely thought about this, yeah. Um, it's kind of almost like a non sequitur. Just it's it's in the Avengers. It's just meant to be like it's a reference to something that happened to her, and so right. now this basically takes that and explains what that means and, I knew, and why that. I, I know that they something. had
1: referenced this. Where what what city was that? Did that take place in? Or um, Budapest? But yeah. So that they've referenced that in other times, like mm-hmm. she and I. The I did hear hear something about like maybe they didn't quite get the tone right or they didn't know exactly what yes. they were going to have. Cause they kind of like almost made jokes about it in some of the previous movies. Like I don't they remember did. how uh, you, uh, you remember Budapest. Like, like it was some goofy
0: situation they were yeah. in that. So I think tying those two things together, maybe was a mistake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, they could have had Budapest and Dracov cause Dracov's daughter was definitely played for like, you know, she's not interested in talking about that or thinking about that uh-huh. but yeah the whole budapest thing is does definitely feels like that would not be a fond memory they would joke about right you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. you know uh not only the fact that she you know blew up a building that a kid was in but also the fact that they had to like hide out in like a vent for several days yeah. and like it, i think they spent a total of like nine days laying low and uh-huh. like i feel like that would be a very traumatic, difficult part but i don't know maybe they're both in 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 the comics at least both hawkeye and black widow are former villains yeah that um you know defect and become good guys and so maybe that's just their way of coping with things right <laughs> they, kind of a dark they, humor uh, sort of yeah. thing but yeah i, I don't know it, it,
1: it just it feels like exactly what you said like they, they didn't have to make budapest the same thing as you know drakov's daughter they could have made that two different things and it would have been fine. But yeah, the tone there, I don't know. It, it was just funny
0: to me. Uh, yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I i will say, as far as the tone of this movie, um, it really reminded me of like a modern Mission Impossible movie. Okay. Or um, maybe like a modern James Bond. Yeah, uh, yeah, more, yeah. Probably more on the sense of like Mission Impossible or like, Not quite Fast and the Furious, but those idea of like the globe trotting, Uh uh, you know, espionage with big action set pieces. And um, also the element, we see this in in both Bond films and in Mission Impossible films, of spies on the run that can't call into home base mm-hmm. and doesn't have access to all of their resources. Yeah. And has yeah. To yeah. Kind of Use their wits to get out of the scenario. And, and that, I thought about that. That's the part of this movie that I,
1: I did enjoy. Cause I, I like a good bond. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I, I thought the, there was the, um, the action sequence towards the beginning when they are escaping on motorcycle. Uh, yes. And parts of that just felt super bond to me and again a, yeah. like a good way like you know i, I really yeah. enjoyed that action sequence and like just like you know i forget where they were in that summer in europe right
0: yeah where were they in that one that was when uh let's see but you know just was that in budapest that was in, budapest. Was in budapest that was when okay. they were in yeah so like that's when they were in the the, the safe house i, I love the idea of by the widows you know
1: just like zipping around some you know urban center in europe with like yes like i
0: mean that's total bond yeah total mission yeah like it takes place in some exotic you know old city yeah yeah and it's you know that was crashing into each other very practical effects yes you know Um, that was fun yeah i i agree very bond very mission impossible and in in, meaning that in the best way those movies are so much fun to watch Mm -hmm. and you know i i I love it. And that's what you want. Summer blockbuster, you know, that's what these movies used to be. And there's there's shades almost of like uh, some of those Captain America movies. Not really Civil War, but, you know, uh, well, really just the one then, um, Winter Soldier, that had uh-huh. a lot of those elements and also had a very Bond, Mission Impossible kind of vibe to it, um, where they, they, again, were spies on the run, yeah. couldn't call into home base, they couldn't trust S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, it's... You know there is something to that that, uh, not archetype, but that that kind of myth. You know that that style of story. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So I, I did like that piece to it. Um, one of the things that I also really liked about this movie is that idea that you know she in in her mind she, you know, killed Dracoff and ended the Red Room and. Now I'm going to start working to, you know, redeem myself and Mm -hmm. be a good guy for once. But that realization in this movie that not only does she not kill Drake off, uh, but her actions led to the widows becoming basically enslaved. You know? (laughs) Yeah. It's not just the indoctrination they face as children, but now they actually have a chemical agent that prevents them from defecting uh-huh. uh, in 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 the same way that she did. And and that, that line being drawn to say, like, because of you and not only um, all of, you know, not only all, all these women, but her sister, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. or, you know, or her, you know, her pseudo sister or whatever. Right. Uh, that's a, you know, pretty horrible. Got to be a horrifying thing for somebody who thinks that are on the right track to do the right thing and just came off kind of the emotional low point of civil war yeah. where yeah. she sacrificed everything to do what she thought was the right thing and but it you know lost everything and yeah. now she's finding out that her other biggest sacrifice uh and pivotal moment was basically for nothing uh uh-huh. uh that i i i do like that element of the storytelling i i think that there are some some holes there where it's like you know why didn't she you know, if she thought she had taken down the Red Room, why didn't she try to find uh, Florence Pugh? Why didn't she try to find Elena to see what's going on? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, well, and, so yeah. you know, I think they attempted maybe to sort of make it that she, as part of, like, leaving the Red Room, I don't know, was, like, cutting ties. As if Elena. Elena was like voluntarily doing it or something, you know, like it. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, I figured you'd be fine. Like they kind of just brushed that off. So you I, I agree with you. That was, they, they did. That was a little funny They addressed
0: but... it. Right. They did address it at least, but I wasn't satisfied yeah. with the answer. Because I was like, oh, yeah. why wouldn't she? But, you know. At least have like eh. tried to keep
1: tabs on her and like at least know that, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> so one of the things that they, uh, did do, which I thought was fun, was they made fun of the, the superhero landing. Uh, yes. The, the,
0: yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. The scene yeah, that of, was... of Florence
1: Pugh d- faking the landing, like in the middle of the convenience store, was great.
0: Yes. And yeah, that was great. And then she does it later. Yeah. And it's like, I want to puke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't believe I did that. Uh, I, I love that kind of hanging a lampshade on it. Uh, that was done first in, uh, in Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Superhero landing yeah. joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, really, really psyched about that. Yeah. That was hilarious. And speaking of kind of the comic relief who, you know, again, in is very funny, mm-hmm. uh, and had a lot of those light moments. Uh, but David Harbour was also yeah, absolutely David hilarious was great. Yes. Yeah. I really um, like him. He's, I, I, he's great. I love the concept of, uh, he is you know the red guardian supposed to be the counterpart to captain america but captain america gets frozen in ice so he never gets to battle him. <laughs> yeah and by the time captain america comes back he's in prison yeah <laughs> and you know like just you know it, it's so sad it's such a bummer for him that's all he wanted was to face uh, cause he's not like a villain. He's, he's like, you know, he, he believed in the cause. He was a Soviet hero, uh-huh. you know, he and did the it, same way that Captain America was a Patriot. He is a Patriot. Well, I get a little
1: bit too of like, he was a Patriot because he was gonna, he was famous for doing that.
0: That's no, that's true. He's famous. And he, and he later says too, that he was, he, he fell for, he was kind of, Fed a, a, a bill of goods by um, Dracoff. yeah, you know, to get him to to sign up for it and everything like that. But he seems like he a, was
1: more into being in the limelight than necessarily being yes. all about like the cause or whatever. Even though that's kind of like absolutely the, the 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 game or the the noise he makes.
0: Yes, and he's definitely we see he he's definitely a very different person from Steve Rogers. Yeah, Nothing yeah. like Steve right. Rogers, um, uh, but. But I, I I liked it. I thought he was, he was very funny. The whole prison break sequence was, yeah. was great. Oh,
1: so by the way, that was one of the darker moments of the, of the film that I thought, you know, I thought we were kind of beyond like, you know, causing like mass death as like a side effect of our heroes getting what they need. Like, but apparently <laughs> yeah. that all the prison guards and prisoners died in a landslide, <laughs> a, a an avalanche. Like yeah, and, and they I, they could have easily, here's the thing, they could have easily shown, like, one of the goofy prisoners that he was hanging out with, like, poking his head up out of the snow, being like, oh, goodness, oh, look, we're okay, you know, but they didn't do that, so they must all be dead.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I didn't really think about that uh, when it was happening. I thought about it after, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I could see that being, you know, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Collateral damage <laughs> in these movies. It happens. Okay. Um I, I liked it explained her white suit the why she would switch to all white suit because they were going to a Siberian prison uh, in the snow. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah. I, I um what'd you think about that final confrontation uh with Dracoff in his like floating fortress? So I um all right. Mm.
1: So the third act is is actually kind of like i like parts of it but also it was just very for- marvel formulaic like mm-hmm. s- you know the d- the double cross or whatever like the secret plan was good but like he kind of knew that it's a spy movie they're gonna have some little secret plan like i i knew mm-hmm. that something was gonna happen so it's not like i was like right. wow like it didn't like blow <laughs> me away i was like okay that was the trick okay cool mm-hmm. like all right i got it and like the the olfactory thing but that was just a wrinkle, okay, she breaks her nose now she can hurt him, okay, cool yeah um, but and th- that all was interesting um but then when it got down to like the like fight sequences and the the thing blowing up, and like then I got got a little bored of that like the c g action sequence of like just yet another giant thing falling out of the sky in Marvel. Like in breaking yeah. into pieces, and or falling off of it, and there are people skydiving off of it and shooting you while they're skydiving. How would that work, by the way? Like about like firing downwards. If you're at like terminal velocity, if you fire a gun downwards,
0: yeah, that I I don't know. I guess the bullet it's is probably go- going accelerating faster, faster, but yeah, like
1: what like would it still have like deadly force?
0: I bet it would. Or would it would just I feel bet. like a
1: rock hitting you, like somebody threw a rock
0: at you. <laughs> I bet it would still have deadly force. <laughs> I have a feeling it's it, the bullet goes much faster than gravity. Yeah, but how much? I need you to do the math. M- much. <laughs> I, I can Google it, but I don't want to get distracted. Uh, anyway, but I, yeah,
1: I, yeah, like that was that was all okay. It was fine.
0: Yeah, I I liked the sequence where. Uh, kind of the symbolism of that last of that fight scene where she's in the room you know because her plan to to kill Dracoff fails and she's left with um because you know uh, she's left with all those other widows coming in to fight her mm-hmm. you know and so she's like confronted literally by her failure yeah you know yeah, yeah. These, these people and and she puts up a good fight um, but I liked that she didn't just kick all their butts. You know yeah. that like they're all trained just like her, right. and she's older and uh-huh. more experienced, and she's the protagonist. So she holds out long, but she would have uncertainly, you know, certainly died if if she hadn't been saved by Elena yeah. in that scene. And I, th- I that was a nice touch of realism and something you see uh, you don't you don't necessarily a- always see in a in a Marvel movie. It's, where... And so
1: just just because that they had that realism there, they had to feed you some non-realism in the scene that happened immediately after that, when Elena runs up and takes the stun baton and shoves it down into a, <laughs> yeah. a turbo jet propeller. And in, <laughs> instead of it just wrenching out of her hands and probably ripping her hand off, it, it somehow like makes it explode and she's flung back
0: like unharmed. That I, scene bothered I... me a little. Whenever something like that happens, and especially when that happened, it always makes me think of that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where um, they're trying to fake their own deaths. Charlie and Mac are trying to fake their own deaths. And uh, they're... So they decide to make it look like they they died in a car crash. and. Yeah. The, it didn't do enough. The crash didn't do enough. So they decided they want to blow the car up by shooting the gas tank, which obviously doesn't <laughs> yeah. really work. Yeah. And uh, Mac is too afraid to get close to it because it, it's going to explode in his mind. And Charlie suggests that no, it'll blow you to safety. <laughs> and so I think yeah. about that every time somebody is ex- near an explosion that pushes them away. It's, yeah. they've been blown to safety, but you know, we, I think Mythbusters have done a thing where like, if you're close enough to an explosion where the force from the explosion will move you, you're dead. Like <laughs> yeah. it, it, it'll move all of your internal organs too. Right. And you don't yeah, want yeah. to so, crush your bones. Uh, yeah. You, that's instant death. And so, but you know, yeah. again, suspension of disbelief. They're also in a crazy gunfight, like falling out of the sky. Yeah. Um, Something we haven't talked about yet is is Taskmaster. Uh, uh-huh. who was uh, I don't even think they said the word Taskmaster in this in this film, did they? Uh, I don't know. So everybody knew who it was from the beginning. Uh, even though it's not really, you know, uh, it's obviously that MCU updated instead of the comic accurate look, but the skull helmet and the fact that you know, they've they've got the shield Mm-hmm. And the Black Panther claws and the bow and arrow, that's all Taskmaster's signature stuff is that Taskmaster can see somebody do something and then perfectly mimic it uh-huh. uh, through like muscle memory. And in the comics they definitely draw the line where like if like say Taskmaster watched Spider Man pick up a car, Taskmaster couldn't do that. Right. Because it's like it's there's, still peak human. There's still but
1: physical limitations.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But uh, but it, but uh, it's that thing that doesn't really exist in the MCU, uh, where it's in the comics, they had this concept of peak human. And that's what Captain America is supposed to be. That's what the super soldier is supposed to be. It's it's not superhuman it but it's the best a human could be in like every category so okay. like you know the 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 strength of a weightlifter and mm-hmm. the speed of a you know a sprinter somebody would never be able to do all of these things but right the the that's the idea that peak human is you you could like anything that a human could do in every field that's what you're the best at mm. and um it's you know of course in the in the MCU they've definitely thrown that out and the super soldiers are superhuman they can yeah. punch people across the room things that uh, peak humans cannot do right. and uh, so we we do have that little kind of playing with that but it, it was it was neat to see taskmaster um, you know mimic the Avengers in the different, fighting styles and i had forgotten about it. the black panther claws was revealed in the trailer but i'd forgotten about it because it's been like a year and a half, yeah just, yeah since i first watched that and i was like oh neat <laughs> but uh so what do you what do you think about taskmaster uh pretty pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> there was some controversy for taskmaster because in the comics taskmaster is very different characters male uh character and has instead of being kind of silent um uh, they, you know, have a very uh, different personality where they um, are kind of cocky and arrogant, it, rightly so, because they're a very powerful uh, person and they are a mercenary that sometimes helps the good guys but normally doesn't. And uh-huh. uh, the idea is that Taskmaster is the person who trains the hordes of kind of disposable bad guys that the, the good guys fight. He's the one <laughs> who trains them all and, and okay. occasionally fights them. And, um, But yes, people are kind of like, ah, oh, that's not really Taskmaster. But I, we mentioned it in the previous episode and uh, past episodes too. I, I'm okay with mixing it up and uh, you know, trying something different. Although there is that, it is reminiscent of um, X-Men Origins, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but that was nope. a, a movie that was all about kind of the origins of wolverine and they entered is part of the fox x-men series so it's you know hugh jackman in it and that's the first time we see deadpool in a movie and it's he's actually played by ryan reynolds okay um but um they completely change the character of deadpool and make it so uh first he's a he's a mutant who's like really fast i guess is his thing like he can he uses katanas to cut bullets and stuff like that. And yeah, okay, uh, and uh, but what what the bad guy does is he takes he's he's capturing mutants and stealing their abilities because he wants to make like a super mutant, and that's Deadpool. So Ryan Reynolds gets like l- like uh, the laser eyes of Cyclops, and he gets an adamantium skeleton like Wolverine, and he can teleport like this other character. Uh-huh. And uh, but because ryan reynolds you know deadpool when he before he becomes deadpool he's wade wilson he's they call him the merc with a mouth which is one of deadpool's names and he's very annoying yeah. They like fuse his mouth shut for the final fight uh as a way to like oh look they finally found a way to shut you up anyway it's regarded as one of the worst things ever <laughs> and um because that deadpool's known for wisecracking and stuff yeah. like this like he's so not just a got rid of mute, that creepy looking like yeah and and that's so people are kind of like oh it's kind of what they did with taskmaster too a little bit like you know and taskmaster is no work with the mouth but um but yeah that's that's something and they they reference it actually in uh the deadpool movies where he goes back in time and uh at the end of deadpool 2 uh, it's a whole sequence that would probably make more sense now if you watched it you'd be like oh i get what's going on yeah here. but uh yeah so anyway um, anything else you want to talk about Black Widow before we move into the pop quiz? Oh, let's see.
1: You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey! 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 Are you listening? Let's go down to Aaron's pop corner. It's the pop quiz corner. Hey! <laughs>
0: So I love it because it was it, like, I know remember when the song started, the evolution was, let's go, go down to Aaron's Trivia Corner. That was kind of the riff that you played. Uh, I forgot what it was. And now was the saying. pop quiz also it's like morphed into that too. We're going down, We're going down to the pop Marvel quiz. pop quiz. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's been this way for, you know, like 20 episodes at this point. But... They're both places so, that
1: we go to. So here's your pop quiz. Okay. We're sitting in the pop quiz corner.
0: We're in the pop quiz corner. Come on down to Aaron's Marvel pop quiz corner. In the movie, Yelena refers to David Harbour's superhero alter ego, the Red Guardian. She refers to him as the Crimson Dynamo. Yeah. (laughs) And he gets his feelings hurt. He's like, it's the Red Guardian. So Crimson (laughs) Dynamo is an actual character in the comics. Just like the Red Guardian, he is a Soviet version of an Avenger which one? Oh. A, A, Thor. B, Ant-Man. C, Iron Man. Or D, Hawkeye. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: Dynamo makes me think of motion. Um, if Quicksilver had been one of the options, I would have said <laughs> that. So I'm going to say Ant-Man. Just the idea of getting smaller, faster, quickly.
0: So, Dynamo, you were very uh, astute to, to pick up on Dynamo. Another thing to think about for Dynamo is, like, machinery. Mm. Oh,
1: is it Iron Man? It's
0: Iron Man. Okay. Yeah, the Crimson okay. Dynamo is the, the Soviet Iron Man. Okay. Um... So what's what's really I was looking this up and the original Crimson Dynamo, because, of course, again, the mantles passing it off person to person. Uh Many people have been the Crimson Dynamo, especially because he's supposed to be a Soviet era villain and he still exists today in the comics. So the original Crimson Dynamo uh, was named Anton Vanko. And I don't know if that name rings a bell, but that Mm. character actually made an appearance in Iron Man 2. Uh, he was playing the father of Ivan Vanko, was Mickey Rourke's character. He played Whiplash oh. in Iron Man 2. Yeah. Uh-huh. His his father was Anton Vanko, oh, who's the okay. old man who dies at the beginning. He was a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, or I guess SHIELD, you know, scientist, who worked with Howard Stark to develop the Arc Reactor, and Howard Stark deported him. Uh, Anton Vanko, <laughs> they got that name. That's the Crimson Dynamo. <laughs> uh, so uh, I I uh. I wonder and so Whiplash was actually um, I don't think they. I don't even think they referred to him as Whiplash in the in the movie. Again, this was this is like almost pre. I mean, Iron Man Two is pre Avengers, very old stuff. But he, uh, Mickey Rourke, you know, had had those whips that he used, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was, so, But um, he also had armor that he wore at the in the last fight, and so he was almost like a fusion of. Whiplash and the Crimson Dynamo, although mm. he didn't have red armor like the Crimson Dynamo you could imagine uh-huh. was all red. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. Well, yeah. That's um, interesting. Right?
1: Right.
0: Okay. I, 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 was, I was surprised by that. Um, so I don't really have, that was that was Aaron's Trivia Corner, by the way. I don't really have that much trivia for let's, this movie. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of this corner. Let's get out of Aaron's Trivia Corner. Let's, let's come on up to the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so fitting into the larger narrative, I mean, obviously, Civil War is uh, a big one, and I already mentioned the 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 Avengers link with Dreykov's daughter that Loki says. Uh, yeah, and how does Loki know that? I guess he's seasoned to her mind. Uh, I guess maybe he, I don't know. Maybe he reads about her. I don't know.
1: Um, I, so you know, it's funny. Like I realized as I you know, since we recorded these back to back, when it when it comes to anything magic related, um. So, sorry to, to pull back the curtain there. No, it's <laughs> uh, okay. It's okay. Uh, it, I'm so willing to give anybody a pass for anything when it's like Loki. I'm Like, yeah, it's fine. Everything makes sense. It's fine. But like, I'll nitpick the crap out of everything else, uh, and I know I'm doing it, but that's not going to stop me from doing it anyway. So you saying like maybe yeah he like read her mind or something? I'm like yeah, that's obviously it. Duh. It's magic. So uh yeah, okay. Her the daughter. Sorry, continue your your actual point. Oh,
0: that was it. Just that it uh Oh. It it those those were kind of some of the links and of course um you know, this movie didn't link to Thor the Dark World, but if it had, I'm sure it would have made that movie seem better by comparison. <laughs> um but yeah, this um Oh, oh.
1: I do have a question yeah. for you in in sure. terms of continuity. Am I supposed to know who her like fixer buddy is? Like the guy who no. like finds the trailer and like the jet and like they've got like a weird like flirty th- relationship that I was like, did I miss? Did I am I like forgetting a character that was introduced elsewhere? Like it just felt like there was a relationship already in place that I didn't like it wasn't earned for them to be so casual with, like, the introduction of that character.
0: No. So he... Well, that's interesting that you mentioned that. So he's um, a version of Rick Mason. Mason is what they call him. And uh, he is from the comics. we we never seen him before in this. Uh, but, you know, anybody with the name is normally kind of linked to the comics in some way. Mm. Um, he is actually the son of phineas mason who goes by the moniker T- the tinkerer and that's a spider-man villain um oh. but the agent is a uh covert you know it, it, so i'm oh, sorry mason rick mason his moniker is the agent so he okay. is he is like a you know another super spy i don't know if he's linked with natasha romanoff in the comics um i think he's i don't even know if he's a good guy or not um but i think he maybe he is i don't know He maybe he's probably one of those really great ones he he i guess first appeared in 1989 um but i don't know much about him but yeah no you you didn't miss a beat there that was that was uh, a, a new introduction um i mentioned before that the this movie should have probably come out in 2016 or 2017 yeah um, yeah. As a follow up to Civil War. And I stand by that. I I think they could have still got Florence Pugh. She was still acting then. I think her debut film was 2014. So she would have been mm. super young, but it made yeah. it work. Um, uh-huh. She wouldn't have got a cast. She was kind of not well known then. But yeah. uh, anyway, uh, and David Harbour, I guess Stranger Things. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. Here? Yeah. Anyway, um, so he. So uh, the reason why is because Marvel had a tendency to not want to put uh or do like female-led um films because the head of marvel was um well he was a member of the board of directors and um his name was I- uh, ike perlmutter i don't know if you've heard of him but he was Mm-mm. kind of a sleazeball and he was um he kind of oversaw marvel studios and had definitely whenever they brought up like hey we should do a black widow film or captain marvel or something like that he's like nah people won't pay to see a female superhero film and uh so he eventually disney fired him or they separated and kevin yeah. feige took over uh for real and uh-huh. uh and uh that's when things changed but that was part of the reason why this movie was delayed for so long and, and didn't actually come out was yeah he, he had I, kind it's
1: of unfortunate that that happened and affected the I mean and and I don't know if if you know you can lay this at his feet too but the the how her character was handled I will say is not was not super uh well done uh it was not um she was not giving a lot of she was not given a lot of nuance as a character I didn't think in the in the Uh, beginning in the beginning, yeah, yeah mm-hmm, she was just kind of like the the sexy spy who flips around in in the skin tight thing, oh, and, and you're that's absolutely like, right. Yeah, you know, so it, it, and there are a lot of like iffy things, like just a lot, just weird things. Like, why yeah. did they do it? Why did they use her character for these plot points? Like the the you know, she and Bruce Banner were flirty, and I forget I forget where these happen in the movies, but they were mm-hmm. all flirting, and then. At the beginning of the next movie, they they're breaking up. So like they had yeah. an off screen romance. Yeah, it's just so odd to do that. Why do that? First mm-hmm. of all, like, just it was more like a setup for the Hulk than for her. And like they just used it. I don't know. It was. And then didn't she wind up being sort of like a weird mom figure for like the Hulk when she like talks him down, kind of thing. In in yeah, in Age Ultron, yeah.
0: Yeah, I you know I I hear what you're saying. I I agree. I think I think they definitely mishandled that, and uh, you know, in a way, you could look at this as kind of um, maybe trying to repcon or, or fix some of that. You know uh, that that that's a that's very very much
1: how I read this movie or how I, you know when I was watching, I was like, okay, they're trying to like undo a little bit of the, I don't want to say damage, but like they're trying to to do better where they have yeah. failed up till now, and it just sucks that. It, it's, it's you know, in the past in terms of our, our viewable continuity. Like, so that yeah. all these things and, like, the, the character development that we're finally being giving with, given with her, that we, we did deserve it earlier. And she, the character deserved it earlier. We're getting it now sandwiched into a timeline where we know. And, and I think one of the things that's also kind of problematic, too, like her sacrifice, her death. Mm-hmm. Is framed almost exclusively in terms of like the others, yeah. You know? And like she's doing it for her boys, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's well, let's, let's go back to that writer's room and, and tell them <laughs> yeah. to reconsider.
0: Well, let's talk about that. That did you stay for the the post credit scene?
1: Yeah. Uh, what was? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it shows with Florence Pugh sp- going to the grave. The grave. So this has got to be post.
0: It, um, we're guessing post snap. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's definitely post snap. But yeah, it would have to be. It would have to be after the events of Endgame. So because she was, yeah. Anyway, I had a little brain fart there. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, and then we have um, uh, Valerie or Val. Yeah. you know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Contessa Val. Um, of course, Julia louis uh which this was supposed to be her first appearance, and then it was uh-huh. going to lead into Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, later that year. I. Th- either way like boat, I think it works you either know way. Yeah. it's fine yeah I think it works either way I think it gives that scene a little more meaning I think that scene would actually be maybe a little more confusing um e- if you the, didn't the Black Widow scene yeah if you didn't yeah. know
1: like I what agree. she was all they, about because they did not give a lot of information at no. all but maybe uh, they, but they gave a lot more in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier. yeah
0: so maybe she's putting together like her own team of like you know um kind of morally gray super well, soldiers. and so
1: I know the big theory is uh, with Thunderbolts. Is that right? Is That's that a big the... theory,
0: yeah. Thunderbolts is, is definitely one,
1: yeah. And they're, uh, uh, of course, comics versus what Marvel's going to do with them could be wildly yeah. different, but are they in the comics just straight up bad dudes, bad guys, or are they uh, like morally gray like you just kind of mentioned?
0: They... <sighs> It depends. Like, they first started, they were bad guys pretending to be good guys. Like, they were, like, kind of a oh, okay. an Avengers team, and they were bad guys, like, existing bad guys disguised as new good guys. And, <laughs> and That's goofy. Yeah, and then they've later become, yeah, I, I'm not super familiar with them, but uh, I, I think they kind of get into some, like, anti-hero shenanigans, but okay, on sure. the whole, they're not... They're not heroes, you know, they're not great. and okay. yeah, um, but they're not like trying to like conquer the world either, you know. Sure, so they're sure. like in that level of like, they do what they think is right, but they kind of know it's not right. But like they're they're like kind of a in justify the means kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but,
1: well, Captain uh, well, uh, uh, Joe, what's, what's his name? John Walker. Yeah, 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 yeah. W- would fit right in. then.
0: Yeah, US Agent. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's the, and that might be kind of where they're going. I see, I see that kind of being probably the MCU direction with it, where it's, you know, cuz that's that's definitely a, we don't know too much about Val, but she seems to be kind of like a shady like yeah. you know, for she's for the good of the country some
1: sort of ulterior motive. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um Her motives.
1: So I'm interested to see, yeah, so like she's obviously setting up uh Florence Pugh's Black Widow to be antagonistic in some way uh, to the Hawkeye
0: yes. the Hawkeyes Mm -hmm. uh, presumably in the television show. Yes. Exactly. Which is exciting. I'd I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Florence Pugh do more and if she is you know. I, I like that kind of you know, and I guess you got to wonder, like, what is Val getting at? Does she really think Hawkeye killed? Does she want Hawkeye taken out for another reason, you know? Right, like, what is... right. And, and, like,
1: you know, it, just a conversation would probably clear it up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I would
0: imagine so, yeah. You um, know,
1: I don't... That That's one of those old, you know, tricks of the, the action sequence, like, mm-hmm. you know, you have your big fight, and then, and then they talk, you yeah. know, but, like, you can't do a whole series of them fighting and... And then, like, uh, Hawkeye, like, wait a minute! You think I killed your pseudo sister? I'll tell
0: you the truth now.
1: And like, you know, that's got to happen. Like, first episode.
0: I I would imagine, yeah, with the Disney Plus series, that's episode maybe two or three, as far as it'll go. And then, mm-hmm. and then, then from there, They'll, you're like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen now. Right, right. <laughs> They'll
1: team up and take down Val. Yeah. Who
0: knows. So, so how do you feel about this? I, I think I know. I, you don't have to give an extensive, you know, movie ranking, but you know, is this bottom third bottom, eight? bottom third, bottom, bottom third, bottom third is safe.
1: Okay, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's about bottom eight. At the, I mean, what are we? Twenty
0: six? Tw- this is this is twenty seven. Yeah. Twenty
1: seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't my favorite. Like I said, like. It's hard for me to, 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 to take it on its own merits, like, cause it, so much of my reaction to it is like, boy, this, and, and, uh, I feel like that's been some, some of the other takes that I've seen. Like it's, it, it's good, but it's, it's almost like too little, too late feeling mm-hmm. for it. But as, in terms of just trying to take it on its own merits, uh, yeah, I mean it's an enjoyable little action film. I, I do like the, the the spy subgenre. It's fun, you know. It's yeah. Like like I said at the the top of the show, it's not my total cup of tea, you know, mm-hmm. as a genre type, mm-hmm. but it's fun. And I thought they they hit all the notes pretty well. I thought everybody acted really well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Scarlett Johansson uh, has is never she's not the comedic center. Uh, you know, she's a great yeah. straight man. You know, yeah. she plays off of um, Florence Pugh pretty well. Yes, um, and you know, with with Florence Pugh and David Harbour and her all in, you know, they've got a good like third of the movie together. That's mm-hmm. a good combo, like of them sort of playing off each other. So like, I I really enjoyed all that. So I don't, I don't want to like poo poo it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, it's not like a terrible movie, by yeah. Any means.
0: And that's how I feel too. I think it, this reminds me. It's very reminiscent of uh, when we were talking about. And this was you know, lifetime ago, and yeah, sure, why not? We talked about Solo. I remember watching the movie mm. Solo and being like, I like that as a film. Like, I that was a fun film. I enjoyed it. But then mm-hmm. we start talking about it and how it connects. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't like that. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think this yeah. kind of like undoes uh-huh. character arcs in it. And I this isn't at that level. But, you know, you get a sense when you start to see the connective tissue, like how it fits in. And you're like, ah, I this could have been better. And a lot of it I is just been. a victim yep. of circumstance. I don't necessarily yeah. think there were... There were a few decisions that were odd, but I don't necessarily think it's decisions. I think it's like you can see like where, you know, like, well, uh, it just wasn't going to happen. They weren't going to be able to get this out in 2016. But like, ah, uh, wouldn't that have been better? Yeah. Um, yeah and it would yeah. have because then that could have led more into Infinity War, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, get that sense more more of that sense of loss. You know, she she because that's kind of what this was about, where she's. But it's like it's at the end instead of in the middle where she's right, right. you know, like she's lost her Avengers family because of Civil War, but now she's kind of reconnected with her old family and realized, hey, they're not all that bad, you know. Yeah. And and we can we can do things and you know, maybe we'll see each other again someday. And then Infinity Wars where she loses everything again. You know, like I uh-huh. and in into end game. And like I but like here at the it's just a weird like upbeat note for her when we know like it's not gonna work yeah, out yeah yeah but there's not that level of like irony present do you know what i mean like sure that dramatic irony doesn't really they're not leveraging that uh, right know. right right They're no no, no you're exactly right they're, they're trying to play that straight
1: like yeah. at the end they're trying to give you some sort of little like optimistic ending but like it just feels hollow
0: yeah yeah so i mean and that's to say you know i to you know those are the critiques uh i will watch this movie again and I will yeah. like it again. When, I, when it <laughs> finished in the theater, I was like, I liked it. Uh, I'm I'm glad I went to go see it in the theater. Oh, yeah. I had a theory. I don't know if this is true. It's not based on anything. I don't have any kind of insider information. But my theory was that part of the reason why they held on to this for so long is because Disney didn't want the optics of dumping a Black Widow film, which is already kind of mired in that controversy. And they only have uh-huh. like one other one, you know, a uh, Captain Marvel, another female led superhero movie. They have very few of them. They didn't want to be seen dumping one to video (laughs) you know like even though like it would be understandable you know because of covid and they want people to see it and do something they could have done it like they did the you know mulan and some of those other movies last year but i could i get the sense where they're like yeah you know what let's we'll hold off until movie theaters are gonna open up someday and we'll hold off then and my other kind of thing i thought maybe and again i have no idea but it could have been something in scarlett johansson's contract like if they didn't put it in movie theaters they oh, have to yeah. pay her some money you know yeah yeah as part huh. of like a standard you know I, I know that's part of contracts for like big stars You know, i'm gonna do this movie but you can't just dump it like i'm right. banking on the exposure from it and uh-huh. so if you shelve it i get compensated for that loss and i'm sure you know when they <laughs> again i don't know if this was in the contract i would imagine that it could be and i'm sure if it was they weren't thinking like oh i can't wait to hold them to this like nobody would have thought of course we're gonna put this in theaters it's a marvel right. movie but yeah. like i could see them being like oh crap <laughs> like we can't <laughs> put this you know <laughs> like, we have to pay her like 50 million dollars i don't want to do right. that yeah so, that's total speculation i have no idea mm-hmm. but um so let's see move on to the next segment okay nick how much do you know about what's coming up next what what is next in the mcu well
1: you would think that i would have a good handle on that because i'm pretty sure we talked about it last episode <laughs> uh all right so I, here i let me let me tell you what i know is coming up next in general i know spider-man's coming soon i know dr strange is coming soon i know oh the other one. Oh, uh what's the other one called I can't remember.
0: You're thinking of uh, Shang-Chi? Yes. yes. Shang-Chi
1: is coming out soon.
0: Um, I don't know which one's next. Is, is Spider-Man next? So Spider-Man's coming out in December. We've got okay. two movies between now and then. Woo, uh, all right. So Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings comes out September 3rd. Okay. And The Eternals comes out in early November. And that's oh, the I one totally with, forgot about Eternals. Yeah, that's yeah. the one with Kumail Nanjiani. And that's yeah. going to be one of those where um, it's going to be kind of like Guardians was in 2014. It's going to be like, how does this fit in exactly? Because yeah. that's a new property, new characters. Um, Shang-Chi is sort of in that same boat. But, of course, uh, we know that's going to involve the Mandarin. And the Ten Rings is that criminal organization that Tony Stark fights in. Okay. Um, in in not only Iron Man one but also Iron Man three. There's some elements to it there. So okay. Uh, so there is a connect more of connective tissue there. Uh, but of course those are the next two movies. But the acts. Excuse me. The next thing in the MCU is going to be and it's it's kind of a gray area if it's going to be MCU or not. I consider it to be MCU, uh, and that is the What If series on oh, Disney right, Plus. Right. Are you familiar okay. with that?
1: Yes, I am. Yeah, it's. Uh basically just reimagine. Are they going to present this, by the way, as multiverse variants?
0: Well, see, and that's, that's how it is in the comics. The What If series okay. is is something that's in the comics where uh, and, and they, okay. this was in the trailer, but like uh, Uatu the Watcher sees like all these different universes and he tells stories about like, hey, this is how this happened in this universe, basically. Yeah. and it's so it a neat idea. I like it. Fits in really neatly with Loki, uh, yeah. so I would love to see them draw a line between that, but uh, what If is my jam. I, I love reading these comics uh, mm-hmm. because it takes this familiar Because, it, again, it's that same thing with familiar characters and new situations. And yeah. this takes yeah. it and it's like it's familiar characters about like, what if this went differently? What would have happened? Right. And uh, you get some really fun stuff with that. And this is an animated series. I think the art style looks pretty cool. And but it does have the voice actors are all the original MCU cast. Um, in fact, I believe this is Chadwick uh, Boseman's last performance is oh mis- okay what if. wow um so yeah that'll be our our next episode and that, that'll probably end up coming out um probably right around the same time we do shang chi guessing on the weeks and when they're over i don't know okay we might do shang chi next uh, i'll have to double check and see but uh, it'll be one of those two nice. so yeah nick you gotta watch this listening to our podcast we want to hear from you you can reach out to us on email at you gotta watch this podcast at gmail.com you can also reach us at facebook or instagram at you gotta watch this podcast or on twitter at gotta underscore watch thanks that means the first sequence took place in 1995 and she's like yeah